Welcome back to Couch Potato Radio here on the Mighty 790, 104.7 KFGO. He's one of our favorites. He's kind of gotten this little cult following here via text message. John Holler, Viking writer for the USA Today, longtime Viking beat writer. I don't know if you knew that. I mean, after all these years, you're, you're picking up some steam here, John, as far as... Uh, yeah. Konnichiwa, everybody. Yeah, well, I mean, here it is. You're, I think your wittiness is, you know, people are starting to get it, right? So they're, I mean, we're not just talking sports all the time, not just always talking Vikings, but they're, you know, the the one-liners and all that. I mean, we're kind of having a little fun with it, too, because it doesn't have to be all, what do you think of them going to a 3-4, you know? It's, it's, it's okay. Right. Yeah, I mean, it's, oh. it, it gets a little much there. Yes, so. Maybe I'm like Calamari, a very, very, very acquired taste. <laughs> <laughs> well, you never know. Um, the last we spoke on the airwaves, because we've been so busy, we've had so many Twins games, um, we went into the draft thinking, hey, what are they going to do with number 12, right? All excited. Right. And then we're doing a draft party show, Jack Michaels, Matt English, and I, and we're going, okay. Is that his real name, Jack Michaels? Um, as far as people no. know, yeah. Okay, okay, because anytime some guy has two first names in radio, I always question it. Well, it's interesting. Because it's I, I, fake. I will say this, because a lot of people, because he did play, I mean, he's a pretty good high school athlete, so he had been, like, on, on featured in Class A tournaments way back in the early 80s, right? And so he also... Uh, played baseball for NDSU, and so a lot of people, especially from the Williston. Oh, so everybody knows his real name. Well, not, not everyone, but I think a lot of people do. But the ironic part is of it is his real name that's on his driver's license also is two first names. <laughs> what? I kid you not. So he, so he changed out one first name for a last name for another. One. <laughs> that's right. So. And a lot of people know. Right. Well, good for him. Yeah, good so, for him. But but the station, because I know this, and Paulie knows this too, going way back. The station that he started off with was a, a rock station, and the owner at the time wanted you to do that. They, they, no, so no one on that station had their real names. I mean, really? no, yeah, no. I mean, I, I could was think this of, like a, a Vince McMahon deal. So if you hit it big, he could sell shirts with well, your fake stage name on it no i think he did it more for oh. liability especially for a lot of the gals that worked there because i mean it, it was it's bad now how people can get a hold of you through social media but imagine e- even back then right they because people had phone books right so if you use your real name then there you had some weird stalker guy hunting you down at your actual residence if they could find it so oh was so, that a problem there it's a problem everywhere really i mean it's okay. yeah it's I, i've run into this quite a bit and so yeah, I mean, just weirdos. Hopefully, your stalkers are women at least. I don't. I don't stalkers? have. I don't have any. No, I think I'm too big and round for at least I, not attractive women. No, 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 no. <laughs> yeah. Wow, large march. Yeah. I'm stalking you. No. Okay. No, so huh. no, that's. Yeah. I had a guy stalker. Oh yeah. Well, yeah. Then, then those are the bad stalkers because you think it's like the. Well, it's like the movie talk radio, right? That, that with the tragic end, you don't want that. And we've had enough tragedy around the country the past twenty four hours. It's not even. You know, I mean, that's kind of where we're at. You know, there's just. I, I think mental health hasn't been a new thing. It's just so prevalent now that it, it's it's scary. So yeah, it's it's it airs something to that. So that's a, making a, a short story very long. Why Speaking you, of tragedy, we get back to the Vikings draft. Yeah. <laughs> 
Well, and here's what I'm not even upset by the player they got. It's just the value you, that they didn't get for dropping down 20 places. I don't care if this is a weak draft or whatever, and you had the first 38 players all pretty much ranked the same, which I think is ridiculous. Look at Hutchison, but, but you know what I'm getting at. Th- this is really, right. I, I mean, you got to get something more than what you got, especially for with a division rival for crying out loud. That's, that's what got me was, okay, I, I guess I, I see it at a, at a really microscopic level that you figure somebody's going to come to you at 32. But, well, first off, when I saw, I, I think we were texting back and forth that night when I saw that, that the Vikings were on the clock and now suddenly Detroit's there. And I didn't know at the time, just off the top of my head, that Detroit had the 32nd pick. And I'm going, oh, good God, the Vikings are dropping a long way. I didn't know it was all the way to 32. There's no way that you trade out of the 12 spot, and I don't care what they're giving you, in, you know, because it was basically a flop of second rounders and a third rounder thrown in. I'm like, that's nothing. That pick should have been, okay, the Vikings are going to pick at number 32, but they're going to have two picks in the first round next year. And one of them, thank God, is going to be Detroit's, mm-hmm. which could be anywhere from one on down and probably not past 10. So when I, when, when I saw the trade, I was like, okay, how far down did they drop? And then I saw they dropped 20 spots, and I'm like, okay, this trade package has to be that it's a straight-up flop this year and the Vikings get Detroit's number one next year. When I saw what it was, I was sickened by it. Because not only did they do that, they you know because there there is value in the thirty second pick because that's the last pick that you have the fifth year option on. Correct. So I'm figuring, hey, the quarterbacks that some people were saying there's going to be three in the top ten, and it went all the way, I believe, to Pittsburgh before anybody went, and then those uh, the kid from Liberty and and Corral went like late day two. So nobody wanted to move up into that spot. So you're you're out thinking the room. Analytics tell you, hey, if you can get a hold of that last pick in the first round, there's value there because of the fifth year option. Plus the Teddy, Bridge- nobody Teddy Bridgewater thing, right? I mean, they they traded right. with Seattle. So I mean, the Vikings traded with yep. Seattle to get up to 32 to to get Bridgewater to have that fifth year option. Yep. And for a quarterback, it makes sense. For a quarterback who's going to start right away, it makes sense. Yep. None of these guys are going to start right away. I mean, I, I, I dare say the kid that Pittsburgh got won't beat out Trubisky, which if you can't beat out Trubisky, there's problems. Big Ben will be missed. But the, the problem I had was not only do you trade with a division rival and get the worst of the deal in a big, big, big way, you let them take a player they covet, a wide receiver that they wanted. And then you double down on day two and make a trade with Green Bay, who lost Devontae Adams. You know, they traded Devontae Adams, you know, but they once they signed Rodgers to that mega deal, they couldn't afford him anymore. You make a trade with your most hated rival, and you allow them to take a wide receiver they covet in hopes of replacing Devontae Adams. Here, I'm like, here, I, I, here, I, I don't see right. it getting stupider than that. Here's where I made, I, I, I totally agree with what you're saying, but I wasn't as bothered by that one, believe it or not, because I do agree with Mensa that they were going to move up and get him, right? Yeah. 
So you might as well. T- and, and, but doesn't being in Mensa mean you're smart? But but you but you are also we're stupid. But but here's here's the thing is, if you're not going to take Christian Watson, and you know that Green Bay is going to move to go get him, local boy, then you might as well then you might as well take you know take some picks from him if you feel now that's a risk because then you're not going to get the guy you want anyway. I mean because I think they kind of had in the mind that they wanted the corner from Clemson, right? So right, but you know what's going to make this move, the very first move in the Mensa era. And I thought Mensa, you had to be pretty intelligent. I, I, I'm, I'm having my doubts. Is that if you didn't just make a trade from 12 to 22, history is going to look at you right. at every single player who was taken between 12 and 32 that panned out. You know, it's, it's the Steph Curry thing where the Timberwolves had two shots at Steph Curry and you knew what Steph Curry would bring to the game, and they passed on him twice. Nobody remembers the guy. I mean, Johnny Flynn, I, I remember the one that they thought was Steph Curry. That was a joke. But you tend to remember, like, uh, Jalen Rieger in, in Philadelphia. The Eagles took him before they took Justin Jefferson. That is going to haunt that guy for the rest of his career. Well, I mean, he's the Kevin Dyson of now. <laughs> just going to say but that. When you drop. When you drop that far, every pick that goes, every guy who potentially is a Hall of Famer, because every draft class has three or four guys that are good enough that they end up in the Hall of Fame. What you're going to end up seeing is Vikings fans saying, we could have had this guy. And it's like, well, we didn't have a need at that position, really. Well, it doesn't matter. We could have had him. You know, it's like everybody who passed on J.J. Watt. Well, here's here's the other thing. John Holler's with us. U.S. U.S. Oh, DJ Watt for that man. Yeah, <laughs> John Holler with us watch. from USA Today, longtime Viking beat writer. Let me ask you, to your point, the thing is where I don't disagree with when I said I don't disagree with Mensa the fact that you know you, the Packers are going to go up and get Christian Watson no matter what, but you don't want to be the team that let him do it if it's your rival and he's haunting you like Randy Moss haunted the Packers all those years, right? I mean, that that's the thing. If he eats you up now for the next few years and a, a kid from this area, I mean, that that's going to live with this organization forever. To your point, that's and that's what coaches and GMs are always afraid of. I guess this guy just doesn't – I'll give him this. I mean, he's got, you know what, uh, you know, it, like uh, church bells because – and that, it's a gutsy thing to have that hanging over your legacy for, you know, your first pick, your first draft as a NFL GM. Well, you may think he's got stones. I'm thinking he's about as sharp as a bag of wet mice. <laughs> I mean, this, no, I, I, I would disagree there. I mean, I think this was a guy who was in over his head on his first draft and he decided I'm going to make moves. You know, granted, the one thing that I get, the only thing I give him credit for in this draft is we only had one pick in the seventh round, as opposed to Rick Spielman, where it's like the Vikings have 21 picks, 14 in the seventh wow. round. I really want you know, to. Like, every time he said, I, well, we got 14 picks out of this draft, who cares? You're going to cut two thirds of them. I just, I, yeah, that, right. that just drove me crazy, they, too. They were available with the 249th pick for a reason. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh, well, we got through that, and uh, I talked to Irv Smith Jr. He's up here. You'll like this. This is going to fit right in your wheelhouse. So, right. Uh, he was doing a promotional thing for a great company, that uh, a great 
store here that I actually get some products from New Leaf CBD store. And so when Ooh. I when I was on, yeah, so that's a, he's helping that out with his uh, knee recovery. But you know, kind of talk to him both on and off the air. Um, I think they feel pretty good about what's going on with Kevin O'Connell and the crew. So I, I don't know how. I mean, and what are they going to say? Right? It's not like they're going to say, "Oh right. yeah, this is much oh, worse." God. Yeah, but but uh, the so, Titanic sank right, quick. Right. So I, you know, obviously they're very positive there. But so I mean, I'm, I, it's going to be curious how it actually plays, and and then of course the schedule comes out. You got a new coaching staff, you got a new playbook, and all that on both sides of the ball, and you face the Packers at home, which is not really ideal to face a team that now has a good team that has a coaching staff that's been in place for the last three years. Ah, the Packers don't fear me. Well, they shouldn't fear, fear you, but yeah. It's, it's a mutual lack of fear. Now, I, Green Bay, you know, the funny thing is, is I, I think their defense doesn't get the credit that it deserves for what they did, but the problem you have with a team that has been successful for so long, the Vikings ran into it a few times in their history, where in the free agent era, they had to pay Aaron, and you brought up, I, I thought it was one of the most brilliant things you've said, was that there should be a special exemption in the salary cap that takes into understanding that some teams are going to get crippled by quarterback. Yes, yes. I, I I wouldn't include Deshaun Watson in that group or Randy Watson, whatever his name, that they, what Cleveland did is on them, okay? Mm-hmm. The fact that you're taking on a guy with 22 civil lawsuits against them for the same thing sounds like recidivism to me, but you have they fully guaranteed like $246 million of his contract. If he never plays a down with them, he gets that money. Yeah. That's problematic. If he doesn't kill a man, you know, I mean, maybe then they could recoup some of it, but I just, I, I I'm with you that, that what Aaron Rod, what Kirk cousins has done to the Vikings on a minimal scale. I mean, he's getting what 30, 35, right, 35. I think, well, I think it's 40 yeah. now it's 40 something now. I don't think it's that high. I don't think it's that high. But Rodgers is getting 50. I mean, if Rodgers is worth 50, Cousins is clearly worth 20, 25, you know, because he's half the man that, that Rodgers is. Again, hi, my name's John. I don't like Kirk Cousins. I, my, I'm still uh, holding my chip on that. But when you see what Patrick, Tyreek Hill is no longer in Kansas City because Patrick Mahomes' contract. Right takes up too much of the space. Devontae Adams is not in Green Bay for the same reason. We're seeing a seismic shift in wide receiver money, and it it really makes me scared about what Justin Jefferson is going to be worth at the end of next season. Um, You're right. Because of the restructuring, it was a $45 million cap hit, but now that they restructured, it it would only be if they cut him – 31. And why would you do that? No, well, no. 30, you know, it's like, it's 31, like, let's 000. cut him and go with no. Kellen Mond. It'd be a dead cap hit of $80 million <laughs> this year. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> Next year, yeah, the actually cash he gets is $40 million this year. And then it'll be, 30, it'll be $30 million next year. So wow. if, they, if, they cu- if they cut him after next year, it'll only be $48 million. Uh, 48 no, we got to keep him. 
Well, they got to keep. We'd be paying him less. We'd be paying him less than his cap hit. Yeah. We, no, we are. We are. We're stuck with them. No, we're with we're them. Stuck with we're them. with them through 2023. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about that. We are with them through right. 2023. Oh, yeah. This is Johnny Depp and Amber Heard. We both want out, but there's no way around it. <laughs> Poor Johnny. <laughs> what was your take on the schedule? John Holler with us, USA Today, longtime Viking beat writer. Uh, uh, Thanksgiving night. I, I was not. I don't like that. I, I can barely stay up for the game. When it's two teams I don't really care all that much about. I mean, it was like the Ravens and Steelers for the umpteen time. I'm like, okay, that's whatever, but I don't know. Well, no one, I mean, you, I, I know you're a trip to fan guy, but nobody it forces you to say, I'll, I'll take the left side of the bird. No. You know, I mean, the fact that you're in sweatpants <laughs> and passed out at 730 is not really the listener's problem. No, but, but I mean. I, I enjoyed it. I get you. I'm a college football guy. I, I like the Texas, Texas A&M thing. That could close up my Thanksgiving fine, you know, but uh, I guess, you know, the NFL, they're looking. You see the numbers that people are watching the NFL at night on Thanksgiving? So now we have to have a third game. and the It will be cool to have it in U.S. Bank Stadium in Minnesota for the first time ever. Right, but, yeah, I mean, Thanksgiving, I mean, this is the, for the, Vikings fan on your Christmas list, this is going to be the great re- – they are going to sell that. I mean, not only sell out, but the people who are like, hey, I got a season ticket holders who are like, I got family in Illinois. I'm not going to be there. I never expected when I bought season tickets years ago that I'm going to end up with a Thanksgiving night game. Mm-hmm. You know, who that <laughs> wasn't even on the radar. The, the thing that, that makes that – Great is that there are going to be Vikings, hardcore, bleed purple Vikings fans. If they get a surprise of two tickets and they say, this is your Christmas present, nobody will complain. You don't have to get me anything else. You got me two tickets to be there on Thanksgiving night for a Vikings game. Yes, please. Yeah, well, you're exactly right. But that, the worst of it is this happens every seven years, and the NFL finds a way to take advantage of it more and more every time. The uh, Christmas is on a Sunday. So there are going to be Friday night games, Saturday games, uh-huh. Sunday games, Monday games, and New Year's falls the same way. There, If you look at the schedule in – there are, I'd say, half the teams in the league have a time TBA. Who knows on whether it's going to be on on uh, New Year's Day, New Year's Eve. I would think that the those classic New Year's Day college bowl games are not none too happy that they're going to be in competition with the NFL. Well, they're going to be on Monday. They because New Year's Day will be the second, so that's how that usually works. I know that from experience. New Year's Day. Second, the bowl, the bowl game. First, I'm hearing this. The bowl game. Oh, the bowl, games the bowl, bowl games will be okay. on the second because that'll be the recognized federal holiday. So that they'll be. So you know, there won't be as all the Rose Bowl and all that will be on the second on, on okay. the Monday. Well, that's that's, that's good to know. Yeah, because I, I I think this is the first time a recognized federal holiday has been used on your show. <laughs> I mean, the worst part not, about the NFL not when the Fourth of July fell on a Sunday last year. Trust me, I I, I knew that Monday I was getting the fifth off. <laughs> there you go. Believe you me on that one. Uh, but the, the the worst part about the NFL schedule 
is they, they had free reign the last two years. I brought this up years ago when uh, my girlfriend absolutely loves Ed Sheeran. Yes. I think he's a pasty ginger. He's got a pretty voice. I mean, I, I can, I, I, I can live with it. You know, I mean, we went, but uh, he was doing a stadium tour, and the stadium is not beholden to a to an NFL franchise unless you're in Dallas. You know, I mean, I'm sure there are other owners that uh, own the stadium they play in, but most of them do not. And so you had, and even at at uh, at U.S. Bank Stadium, there were, I believe, there were three weeks on the weekend that they could not play a game at U.S. Bank Stadium because the stadium was already booked oh, for man. a concert. That's tough. And Springsteen is uh, is going to be on tour. And you can bet he's not playing the X. He's not playing Target Center. He's playing U.S. Bank Stadium. There's no question in my mind that, that you know, he's big enough to do that. And you see how many teams have been, because that's how people have figured out schedules early. Is It's like, okay, well, we can't be at home in week six because Metallica's playing on Saturday yeah, night. And there's true. no way to get... There's no way to get the stage equipment and the weed smell out of the building. <laughs> That's right. uh, final thing for you. The one bummer about this, the, the Vikings always finish against the Bears, and then I hate it when, you know, two cold games in a row, but such is life, yep. I guess, in the NFL. But. Hey, the Vikings are probably going to have to be on the road anyway so they may get used to it. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> you know uh, what I'm saying? You know, it's like, Get used to the cold, fellas. It's probably going to be following you. Yeah, that's true. My friend, take care of yourself. I'll talk to you again very soon. We'll have you on again very soon, and uh, we'll see how this all plays out once we do all the recap of OTAs and everything else. I'll talk to you soon, my friend. All right. I'm always here for you, brother. All right. Sounds good. John Holler with us, longtime Viking beat writer with USA Today now. Derek Hansen with you. This is Couch Potato Radio on the mighty 790 104.7 KFGO.